2022. New year, and no, this is not a new me post, but it is a new year, and corny as it sounds, thank, thank God. If you'd indulge me for a little bit, I can say with complete certainty that 2021 was the worst year of my life. Point blank, period. Well, while I thought that I understood, you know, things like grief and sadness, pain and heartache before, the universe hit me with a hold my beer. That deep type of pain that nags you and won't let you go. It it warms you like a warm blanket and lulls you into like a deep bed of depression and hopelessness. You feel it swallow you whole and you know that you should fight against the current. You don't want to get dragged down deeper into your own dark thoughts, but you feel so drained that you let it digest you and you put up literally no defense. It's where colors start to look duller and the sky is slightly less blue than it used to be. When you really have to ask yourself, will I ever actually smile again? Because there is a difference. There's a difference between smiling and actually smiling. That type of brokenheartedness is is all-encompassing. So you shut down and you shut everything out. Phone on do not disturb, curtains drawn, bed. It becomes your world. That soft caress of your duvet matches the warmth of the grief that heats up, that heats you up from the inside out, burning all semblances to any happiness that you once possessed. And you don't even miss it. You start to crave that warm feeling creeping up your spine. It, it allows you to bury inside yourself. You don't answer the phone because you can't hear it ring in your cozy cocoon of solitude. Those sound waves aren't strong enough to pierce the veil that you've created around yourself. You don't want to be around other people because they can see it on you, like a tattoo on your forehead. And it doesn't stay at home while you go out and live life. It follows you, like a shadow, but closer. It radiates around you like a flame flickering beneath the surface. You want to laugh at that joke, but your face doesn't move. You want to talk about the movie too, but your mouth doesn't open. You are dying to meet your friend for lunch, but your feet stay stagnant. You're stuck. You're stuck in a matrix of your emotions. Black cats cross your path hourly, glitching, reminding you that you're not supposed to be happy Showing you memories, memories that are gone forever. And they replay randomly, like deja vu. But there aren't any red and blue pills designed to take you out. You've got Tylenol for the headaches, you've got vitamin D for the lack of sun, you've got probiotic for the gut. You've got things to keep your hands busy too. You make sure that you clock in an extra couple of hours on the clock. Because you know when you sign off, it's just you and your thoughts. There's nowhere to go because the world is shut down and we can't seem to get that right. So you write. You read and you write and you write like crazy. You write and you write and you write and you write enough to build this whole new fantasy world where there are dragons flying, there are people with magic and constellations fall from the sky there's different houses of bad guys and you create a whole story around that and you write about your day and you write about your feelings and you write about 
how you're grateful for everything. Because you got to pick something to be grateful for. Or else you keep getting digested into that cavernous abyss of depression. So you write every day because your grief therapist tells you to. And you write because you know that your friends and your boyfriend, they're worried. They're worried because they don't see you leave sometimes. They're worried because you forget to eat sometimes. And you use books and stories to escape. But every time you close the covers, every time you place your bookmark back in between those pages, it reminds you that you have to go back to your own story. Your own story that just had that dramatic twist. The one they never saw coming. The one that completely upended all the characters and their arcs. And you don't know how to keep writing your own story. So you escape into other people's stories. You devour books. You devour movies. You've pretty much exhausted all of Netflix, Hulu, and you're working your way through Disney+. Plus. But you're still stuck. Your mind, body, and spirit need a reset. An EMP that would shut all the shockwaves down. That's what 2022 feels like. And as corny as it sounds, when the clock resets on January 1, there is, in my opinion, a vibration that occurs. Just knowing that this day on the Gregorian calendar starts anew can be a pinprick of light in the darkness. It's the beginning of a measuring stick, the starting line for a new set of memories and experiences. And at this point, I'm way too cynical to write New Year, New Me. However, I will be more aware of myself in this new calendar year. You don't switch over when the clock strikes midnight, but use it to think breathe. I used to always make these long lists of all the things that I wanted to do when the new year came. And I would really convince myself that somehow magically I would literally poof, become this amazing, focused, productive, happy, going to the gym three hours a day person literally overnight. Life and experiences have numbed that idealism right out of me. But that, that right there, that little moment that uh, life and experiences have numbed that idealism right out of me. That right there is instead what I want to do in 2022. Have a perspective on myself. So here was my long drawn out list for 2019. Eat healthier, begin training for running, save X amount of dollars by the end of the year, learn Spanish, Post four YouTube videos a month, pay off all consumer debt, become a minimalist, write a book, and read 50 books in that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally told myself that I was going to do all of those things. And at my peak, I probably would have done all of them. And while the goals, you know, they seem a little lofty, they were yeah, essentially realistic. They were pretty realistic. And it's it definitely achievable. I did try it with the learning Spanish and writing a book like in, in 12 months and on top of all that other stuff. I, I did push it with there. I was, I was really feeling myself with that one. <laughs> However, I, I would have had to been regimented and regulated completely. I may have at this point exhausted myself and started to dive in my mental well-being, which was only amplified in 2020, like for everybody. And then exploded into a beautiful symphony of destruction come 2021. <laughs> no longer. It might be the nihilism or the 
the pain creeping back up, but uh, all feels so futile now. And as devastating as it is, and as much pain as our new normal has had for a lot of us, it, it, it forces you to confront yourself. Each new year, I would make lofty lists. And as I matured, I changed that to very descriptive and very timed out and planned goals that I wanted to achieve. Now, I think that I may use the great reset button that is the new year as a way to gain some perspective. What about me holds me back from doing those things? Essentially, at least for me, all the goals that I would set for myself that would be all of the things that I would have done the previous year, but either fell flat on my face or came up short in some way. I'd fucked up on something. I mean, that was the reason why they were the resolution. The reason why eat healthier was on there is because I probably hadn't eaten that healthy the previous. The reason why I saved X amount of dollars was on there was because there was some goal that I was trying to achieve that I wasn't able to quite make for whatever reason in the previous year. Was there a reason? What specifically was holding me back? And what's my uh, resolution for 2022? Me, I'm, I'm just going to identify what, what held me back. What I feel like is that area of opportunity, per se, and have some perspective on it. So facing your opportunity for self-awareness sometimes is and it's going to be enough. Life is fucked up sometimes. It is. It just is. It's not fair. It doesn't happen the way that you think that it should. It doesn't matter if you have a plan. And we can put all types of, of extra things into the mixing bowl, right? We put religion in there. We put faith. We put politics. We put everything. I mean, it's just a giant math equation. It's just one of those giant, a beautiful mind, chalkboard, impossible math equations that nobody ever figures out. You can discover patterns and you can try to find ways around and figure out what to do with the ratio, but it just is. It takes a while sometimes to get your you back and to get to your you in the first place. But I want to intentionally become more aware and rebirth a new perspective myself being able to see the coding that can help you manipulate and make and remake the matrix as i see fit and once you acknowledge that yeah i didn't read all those books because it felt like i never had the time to read them because i was involved in 50 million things and because i can't say no to anyone or anything i throw myself at everything and for you it might resonate as well and i wanted to feel more productive and therefore more successful that was a thing in me and sometimes it burns you out identify it now that you have keep that in mind i found that acknowledging this naturally guided me into a different direction not my list the list was not the powerful change agent that i was convinced that it was i was leaning on the list instead of using it as a resource to keep me on track i leaned on my planner and lists like the oracle guiding me everywhere cookies and phrases in Latin, know thyself. And for me, it was check marks and strike throughs. Those were the proof of my value, getting able to take or check things off of that list. This year, they are truly my resources, just because my OCD won't let me let lists go. They're items that assist. But the mind is what has to be kept in the right place. Check marks replaced with meditation. Strike throughs replaced with rest. Escape the matrix of 
depression with a rebirth of perspective. Thank you for listening to a new chapter of Volume 1, Amethyst, a female experience from the Libra Saga. An episodic collection of stories, words, poetry, and content centered on each intersectional plane of the human experience from one Libra's perspective. Follow her story through joy, pain, heartache, and drama. Each story curated to create a layered timeline of emotions, words, and actions. It may get messy, but it stays entertaining. Check out the blog at MickeyJKing.com to follow the story from the beginning. Sign up for the monthly newsletter so that you know what's coming up next and become a member on Patreon to help keep the story going. I hope that you enjoyed this newest installment. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and share to anyone who can or should receive. I'm Mickey, reminding you that whom much is given, much is required.